Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. Hope you're having a wonderful week. Uh, we missed you last week. We did not have an episode and that is my fault, but I thought it would be better to just not have an episode than about 30 to 40 minutes of me talking about things by myself. Because that would be weird. And I don't even like hearing myself talk for more than five minutes by myself, so... That's why these intros are usually less than 30 seconds, where I don't introduce somebody first and just ramble on and on and on in an attempt to hopefully capture some kind of improv comedy, but it never happens. Joining me this week is Kyle. Yo, what up, fools? Uh, Kyle is now leaving the call, based on what he just said. <laughs> uh, also joining us is Johnny. Hi. So... Uh, yes, it has been a while since the three of us have recorded. We've had a lot of episodes in between doing all kinds of shenanigans, but, uh, and this is a week that we probably should have a woman joining us, but we don't. So there it is. So Kyle, you're the de facto woman in this episode. Oh boy. That's, that's, wow. that's offensive. <laughs> that is so offensive. Wow. Incredible. Hey, uh, just because my voice can go that high. Doesn't mean it's offensive. Your voice can be that low and you can still identify as a woman, Kyle. It's 2019. Yeah. Fine. Hi. Pronouns. Wow. You don't have to go deeper. Go what is that? Away with it. Jesus. Wow. Just be a normal person. Send all of your mail to kyle.imasexist at racist.com. Ma'am. Wow. No one saw that? Anyone see that? Okay. He just keeps going with it. Uh, no, this week we're going to do um, an Atomic Geekdom University episode, which we haven't done in a while because it's been a while since we've needed to do one. Um, so, yeah, we're going to cover all things Captain Marvel, get you ready for the movie that's coming out this week, and, yeah, compare the comic book origins to a lot of the characters that are being introduced to what we're going to see in the movie. And, basically, I'm just going to gush all about Brie Larson, and hopefully she'll hear it and marry me. But I think she's already married, so that might not work out the well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it it does not hurt to hope and dream, Dave. Sure, aim high, is what I say. Aim high, aim high. Plan low, aim high. Right. No, plan high, aim high. Prepare for low. <laughs> right. Expect the lowest. And get that dough. For sure. Oh, any rhymed? Wow. Oh my oh. gosh. Wow, look what Kyle started. Uh, yeah. She actually, I don't think she is married, but yeah, go on. Uh, according to Wikipedia, she's well, it says till 2019, but I would assume that it ended just as they were engaged from 2016 to 2019. Doesn't say anything about them breaking up, so maybe they're yeah. not engaged anymore. Anyway, it's the lead singer of Phantom Planet, they saw the band that did California for the OC, you know, well, not, mm -hmm. not for. Mm -hmm. Not for the OC. It was a song before the show came out, but anyway. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's right. I did it. This is be <laughs> a problem. Hey, Dave, send all, send before all we get now. into it, before we really get into it, just real quick here, I'm going to do a little bit of vacuuming before we get started. I hope that's okay. Just going to get it started here. Not a problem, Dave. What? Oh, God damn it. Something's stuck in it again. What is that? You know, Dave, when you're vacuuming, when you're vacuuming your house and something gets caught in it, you don't know what it is. Could be a piece of hair, could be a rat, could be some string that got caught up in the bristles and now the brush won't spin. But I'm telling you what it will never be. It'll never be a hot 
pipe and cup of Mountain Dew Voltage, because that stuff is fantastic. It doesn't get stuck in your washing machine or dishwasher or dryer or, God forbid, your vacuum cleaner. So, Dave, when you want something, and I know you do, I know you do, turn to Mountain Dew Voltage. Uh, Even better when it's warm. <laughs> Pipe and hot cup of Mountain Dew Voltage. I did say that, didn't I? He did. Yeah. And there's no, there's no, okay. there's no. And I'm gonna stand by. Yeah. Hey, there's no cleanup involved. You just throw the can away or recycle it. That's How right. Did vacuum cleaner, go over that can. He's got one of those. What? He asked how the vacuum cleaner went over the can. We have. We're we're here to talk about Captain Marvel, Dave and Kyle. Let's not get sidetracked. All right. Well, we've all talked about mountain dew voltage enough okay you especially <laughs> kyle uh, oh yes me all the emails i get about kyle and mountain dew this is a this is a hate on kyle episode today and i'm okay with that well you started it you opened your mouth uh, well someone had to open their mouths all right did. On this podcast. Podcast. all right Jeez. there's a little look behind the curtains we all got on the call and kyle said specifically guys this episode really rag on me <laughs> Right. And he said, are you sure? Can you take it? Do you have the, the mental fortitude to take all this abuse? And he said, yeah, pro- yeah probably. Yeah, he I said, he we'll said life, life is too good. My confidence is too high. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me down to earth a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Johnny, if you wouldn't mind, before we get started, if you could start the um actually counter for us. Uh, um, <laughs> actually. <laughs> All right, ready to go. All right, is that, are you are you ready to kill yourself yet, Kyle? <laughs> um, actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Let's go. All right. Did I tell you guys? I thought I did. I think I posted it that uh, I, I think it's College Humor has an um actually game show. <laughs> Okay, and you have to start all answers with um actually before you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's so not the, a bad the, concept. It's pretty funny, um, and it's obviously a lot of it's nerdy stuff, but it's something you know. He'll he'll, he'll say something like, um, uh, you know, Cap uh, the the Flash the the very first Flash his name was Bart Allen, and he mm. could travel the speed of light. And then you're supposed to ring in and go, um, actually the very first Flash was Jay Garrick. Yeah. Okay. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Pretty fun. <clears throat> Sounds like a SNL. So I say steal it. I yeah, totally. We could steal that. Nobody nobody goes to college humor anymore. No, no, they don't. Although they've had some pretty funny bits I've been watching ever since they got this guy named Brennan. This dude Brennan is hilarious. So check out college humor. Stop right. listening to this. Go get Mountain Dew and watch a superior YouTube channel or check your Mountain Dew voltage. Throw that bad boy in the microwave for three to four minutes. Right. And in then a, in a micro safe, well, microwave safe glass. No, in the can. Oh, okay. I mean, you're, just, you're trying to waste dishes. That's extra work. <laughs> wait, extra cleanup, Dave. Wait, waste dishes. It's just a weird way of saying it. Uh, funny way of saying it. Anyway, because you got to throw them out when you're done with yeah, them, right? Right. You don't clean them. You just throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> those things cost money. Yeah, yeah. Those red Dixie cups or solo cups. Those, uh, those, those ain't cheap. All right. Uh, seven minutes later, back to the heart of the matter. Uh, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. Uh, again, the comic book origins. The movie itself is the any guesses or do you know already or the what entry of the MCU? Twenty first. That is correct, 20... sir. Oh damn it! Twenty first. It is already released in London, bastards. No, it just premiered in London. But uh, yeah, March eighth is when it debuts. Or if you're 
savvy the way the movie theaters work, it's actually March 7th. So it's always a day before you can at least get two showings in at every theater. I got my tickets to see it myself on Friday during the day when my daughter's at school and then tickets for us to see it together on Sunday. Nice. I'm going Thursday. Yes, Thursday. Going Sunday because I have to wait. Oh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. He says he has to wait. He chooses to wait. I choose to wait because I'm a good person. Because you want to go with your husband. Significant. Yes, and my friend. Oh. See, I was right. We were all right. Girlfriend and husband. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And your special friend. Yes, yes. Well, he said yes. he said significant other, like he didn't want to narrow it down to a specific gender. He did say that, didn't he? Sure did. Look at this detective. Maybe he doesn't want to put a label on it. Yeah, that's true. Not yet. Yeah. Kyle Krause has hung up from the call. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about that joke is that's a that's a feature that doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yes, Captain Marvel, the twenty first movie in the MCU. Sees the return of a uh, 25-year-younger, uh, I guess would be the way to say that, uh, Nick Fury and um, Phil Coulson. So we get some of that some of that fantastic Marvel Studios de-aging cream. Um, they do good. it so well, too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they do a good job with that. Especially, my favorite is the Robert Downey Jr. It looks like he's pulled straight out of, like, like weird science or something. Like, he looks, like, out of the 80s. So it's a pretty good job. Of de-aging I, him. <clears throat> I think it I think he does look like that, but I do think that was back when they hadn't really refined it. No. And yeah. and he looks like so glossy. Yes. Yeah. In that scene. That's so in... but that that I think is the only one where where it's super noticeable. Ever since uh Michael Douglas as Hank Pym and Ant Man, it's been pretty fantastic. Well yeah. Uh which one came first? Civil War. Was... Civil War is the one he was in. That's later than Ant Man, right? Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. So they went backwards. <laughs> they went backwards for a movie. Yeah. But then forward. Yes. And then it advanced forward again. Triumph mm-hmm. within the industry. Um. All right. So Captain Marvel uh, stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, aka the titular character. Uh, Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, who is the the antagonist of this particular picture. Uh, Jaiman Hansu. Returning as Korath, last appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy. And Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, who also last appeared in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but apparently he is not as radically zealot uh, in this movie yet. He hasn't gotten all crazy. With He'll get there. Right. Uh, Lashana Lynch is playing Maria Rambeau, who has a last name similar to another comic book character, which we'll get into. Uh, Gemma Chan as Min Irva. Annette Benning. Um, I don't know if her character has been released, so I'm not going to say who she plays. Um, there's a, there's a clip online that has it. So I'm yes, you st- could say st- it. Still not going to do it. Uh, Clark, ah, well. Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson and Jude Law as Jan Rog. It's just fun to say. Or is he? <laughs> yeah. Or. Yeah, is he? he is. I'm pretty sure. So now we have <laughs> Sherlock and Holmes in the, in the MCU. So. Finally. Yes. We have two Sherlocks and two Holmes in the MCU. Uh, you oh, forgot, you're right. You forgot the um, actually, Kyle. That wasn't an um, actually. That was just a statement. Uh, you were trying to correct us. It was a correction. Yeah. I set you up for it. It was great, it. though. I perfectly set yeah, you up and, for it. <laughs> and and you're right. And you're right. Yes. Technically, yeah. Absolutely. Both Holmes and both Watsons. 
Holmes. What of else? the recent Holmes and Watson, yeah. I'm sure there are others. There's been one half of another Holmes and Watson with uh, the most recent Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell. <laughs> the the Holmes of that movie has been in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. Yes. Yeah. And I doubt we'll ever see the Sherlock in that movie in the MCU. But hey, stranger things have happened. <laughs> um, okay, so this film in particular, like we've talked about a little bit, is set 25 or more years in the past. It's 1995, and God, do I feel old. I'm 14 when this movie uh, is happening. Um, <clears throat> and it's going to feature kind of a mixture of Earth and space-based adventure. Uh, we're going to be in outer space with the Kree, which is an alien race that we've seen in the movies and in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you've watched that, they've been featured pretty heavily there as well. Um, also, we're going to be, I believe, introduced for the first time. I don't know if they've been on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They might have been. Um, to the scroll. I think they've been mentioned, but not never never shown. Okay. Scroller. S- Go ahead, Kyle. S- they have never been mentioned before on Agents of Shield. So this never? is the never. Okay. This is the first time that they will be seen and talked about. Which is weird because they're technically a Fox property even before the whole Fox merger was talked about. Well, were they though? Because yes. I think only specific scrolls were were Fox property, like the Super Scroll. I don't know if the Scroll race Here you go. was this, owned this by will, Fox. This will clear it up. James Gunn revealed the rights to the scrolls are co-owned. By both okay. Marvel and Fox. Okay. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure the Super Scroll is specifically owned by Fox. I think at one point, like Simon Kinberg or someone said that that they had that they had the rights to that one. That could very well be, yeah. Uh, the only time I've seen them in cartoons was in the X-Men series. Um, they were in a couple episodes, not featured as the main villains, but they were there for show. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, the Skrull are shape-shifting race of aliens that wreak all kinds of havoc in the Marvel comics. Uh, you never know who's who, much as you've seen in the trailer when Carol punches an old lady on a train. <laughs> um, she's not an old lady. Well, she's looking like it. Anyway, uh, the Kree and the Skrull are a warring race of aliens, so they're always at each other's throats. So um, that's where they t- kind of tie into each other for this movie. Uh, and <clears throat> Carol Danvers is part Cree based on, well, we'll talk about it. We got to get into her origins and stuff like that. But before we do mm-hmm. all of that, I just kind of wanted to run through the cast and the basic premise and stuff like that and kind of hit on a couple things. How excited are you for this movie? As far as Marvel movies go, I think all three of us are pretty much of the same mind that as of right now, they haven't really done anything wrong, um, in that they're still entertaining films. They may not be all great, but they're still watchable for sure. Um, mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. so how, how excited are you for this, this, this talkie, this new Marvel talkie, uh, Johnny? Uh, I want to, I, I'm probably at an eight. I'm really excited for, um, this part of the world to be introduced, the scroll and more, you know, more stuff about the Cree and, um, really excited that, that we're getting Captain Marvel and, uh, opening up that confusing corner of the Marvel universe. Cause there is, that can be so convoluted <laughs> yeah. what goes on with, with Captain Marvel stuff. Um, also it's a big deal that it's uh, Marvel and you know, the MCU's first uh, female led property, which is really exciting. One would have thought it would have been black widow by now, but 
um, it's it's nice that that uh, that we're that we're getting something. Um, Wonder Woman kind of kicked that door open, and obviously Captain Marvel was already planned before that happened. Um, but it, it so it, I feel like it doesn't have the kind of pressure on it that Wonder Woman did when that came out. Absolutely. So it's get, they're going to have an easier time, I think, with selling it than uh, than with Wonder Woman, where they were, you know, studios studios are just afraid of that for some reason. Hopefully not anymore, but certainly they were before. I wonder if so. It is going to be a big deal. I wonder if the casting matters too, because Gal Gadot really hadn't been. She'd been in like Fast and Furious and stuff like that, but I mean, you, had, you look at Brie Larson and her, her resume has some like Academy nominee stuff, and mm-hmm. um, not that they're any different as far as you know, quality actors. She's just got a bigger resume, I would say. Brie. She's got a more prolific resume, yeah, for yeah. sure. So I wonder if that helps the studios feel a little more confident. I think it does, but I, I, uh, I, I would say that Marvel casts whoever they think is the whoever's the best for the role. Sure. Not who's going to bring them oh, right, the right. most, the, you know, not who's going to put butts in seats. Obviously, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are they are dedicated to casting the right people for the roles. So. Sure. I mean, yeah, you look at Robert Downey Jr. when he was first cast. That was kind of a shocker just because of yeah. his personal issues. And the and, and the company, the producers or whoever, they were against it at first. John yeah. Favreau really had to sell them on it. Yeah. Um, what about what about you? Mr. Kyle. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm, I'm interested to see the the 90s uh, MCU. I'm sure there's not going to be m- much because everything happens in the 2000s that we of what we've come to know. Uh, I'm excited to see Clark Gregg come back as pre-Avengers Coulson. Um, yeah, I'm excited to wear... I'm excited to see where the whole scrolls lead and what it could mean for the future of the MCU. Spoiler alert. <clears throat> I guess that was a good essay. Um, your thesis is a little shaky, I, but I don't do essays anymore. I, I'm an adult. You don't do essays. The Hispanic community is saddened by that. Wow. Hey, sir. Oh my, that was racist, <laughs> sir. It was not oh, racist. No, no, essay, essay is what have Hispanic, you done? Hispanic homie. You're using a language that is not of your native origin. Oh, you're right. How dare I? I mean, I'm gonna, from now on, I'm going to speak strictly Klingon. Oh, microaggression. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I've am i been in the past, for the past like year, year and a half, and maybe this is a result of my crippling depression that I've been going through, but I've been very nostalgic, and the 90s aspect of this movie has me stoked. Um, I'm excited for the soundtrack i have no idea what's on it yet they haven't really said anything about it but i imagine there's going to be all kinds of 90s fun and i heard bush is kind of campaigning right now for the current uh, marketing for the movie as we go into the last week um the band bush um oh mm-hmm. bush would be fantastic yeah so, so like nine inch nails and rage against the machines if i'm if i'm dating it correctly those are rage is later or midnight. Well, it would be about the same time. Yeah. 95. Okay. They'd be coming into prominence. Nine inch nails was early nineties through the nineties. Yeah. So, well, she's wearing a, right. She's got a, a nine inch nails t-shirt. So yeah. Oh my of... God. Could you imagine Captain Marvel flying up into space and bushes? I don't want to come back down from this cloud. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me all this, all this time. That would be best if fury was listening to them. 
Fury. He does not strike me as a Bush fan. He's super tamed down in the trailers for this with the with the cat interactions, and he's just mm-hmm. yeah. The 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 sides of Fury and Coulson that we're gonna see, I think, are gonna be fun because Coulson's a rookie, um, mm-hmm. and he's not as jaded as he is currently. Or well, I'll just leave it at that uh, on Agents of Shield, <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see him kind of like, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed and probably all kinds of Steve Rogers fanboying out. And, mm. um, I wonder if they'll mention, cause Steve is still the first Avenger and this would make Captain Marvel the second, um, you know, pro- she would be the, the first that Fury has on his radar, but she'd be the second superhero that they know of. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah that's true. Yeah. I feel like there's gotta be some. <clears throat> big betrayal that that causes fury to be who he is in the later films where he's you know he doesn't really trust anyone and he always has backup and contingency plans this fury to me seems like a guy is just kind of doing his job mm-hmm. and then something's got to happen <laughs> where he goes i just can't trust anyone yeah well he's a at the, i mean in this point he's an agent he's not the director of shield mm-hmm. so i mean there's growth there so they're it could very well be in this that we see him grow to that, and we could see him lose his eye in this film. I think we're definitely going to see him lose his eye. Yeah, he does have two eyes. Jackson described Fury at this point in time as a desk jockey who has not yet become cynical towards bureaucracy and learns in the film there are superpowered beings who could help S.H.I.E.L.D.'s cause. Actually, Ant-Man was, he was known, but I mean, S.H.I.E.L.D. would know about him. Oh, you're so right. He, so technically, Captain Marvel would be like the third. But but he's not a meta or anything. He's just a regular guy with a suit. With technology, yeah. And enhanced. What's that? And enhanced, because meta's DC. Yes, what? um, keep... actu- um, actually. Thank you. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really don't know what you're saying. What do you mean meta's DC? Meta-human is... Aren't, isn't it? Isn't that all? All just DC? Oh, it's, no. Meta is a term used across the board, but oh. it's not. It's not. I've always heard it in DC, and it's pretty enhanced prolific is something in DC. That, enhanced is, something is that, MCU only. Yeah. They use um, enhanced. When right. Talking not about enhanced. Right. He's a regular. He's a regular guy. And they used enhanced and gifted to talk about mutants because they couldn't say mutants. <laughs> uh, all right, and that's all changed now, um, or eventually. Okay, so, yeah, I'm also very excited for this movie. I've been excited since they announced the casting. I'm a huge Brie Larson fan. She's an amazing actress, um, and so I'm very excited for for this movie. Um, yeah, and all the space stuff and just the cool 90s stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. Okay, so flipping to the comic book side of things, Captain Marvel was introduced to the comic book world in 1967 in the comic book Marvel Superheroes number 12. Created by Stan Lee, the writer, and Gene Colan, the artiste. Um, it was a very different version of Captain Marvel. It was a man, and his name was Marvel. Uh, there has been no confirmation that we will see this character in the movies, but there is speculation that one of the characters that's already in the movie is this character Marvel. Um. So yeah, uh, the powers. Uh, let's see here. Where was I? That's not what I wanted to do. Um. Yeah, so there's this whole war between DC and Marvel at this time because there's already a Captain Marvel in DC. Um, So they're suing for breach of copyright and all this other jargon. 
Um, so to retain the trademark, Marvel has to publish a Captain Marvel title at least once every two years since uh, the 60s. Dang. Um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. That one time they changed, the, uh, they created uh, Miss Marvel, but that was more of a spinoff character than a replacement. So real quick, who came first, DC or Marvel? DC. DC? Okay. But Marvel was suing no, DC for DC, the name? No, DC did. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so the Captain Marvel of the DC world is Shazam. and he was As we now know him. He was introduced by Fawcett Comics in 1939 and then reintroduced in DC Comics in 1972. But DC owned, I believe, the character. They just didn't use it. Um, and there was a live action series, which you can now watch on the DC app. <laughs> it's Ugh. pretty ridiculous. It's from the seventies and it's filmation. Um, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I could be getting some of those facts wrong. I'm not super high up on my Shazam history. Uh, I should probably get there. Well, I just, I just looked it up. Captain Marvel slash Shazam first appeared in Fawcett comics, um, in 1939. And then became a DC property in 1972. Right. Yeah, that I said. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm going to... Okay, Fawcett ceased publishing Captain Marvel-related comics in 1953 because of a copyright infringement suit from DC Comics alleging that Captain Marvel was a copy of Superman. Which is kind of, sort of. Yeah. Not... Entirely, but uh, yeah, 72 DC licensed the Marvel family characters from Fawcett and returned them to publication. By 1991, DC had acquired all the rights to the characters. Wow, took them that long. But yeah, so Shazam is Captain Marvel and blah, blah, blah. But the movie is called Shazam because why create chaos in the movie theater? Yeah, the, I think New 52 is when they reset his name to just be Shazam. Captain Marvel hasn't been used since, since then. Probably. Probably wise. Um, all right. <clears throat> so, well, yeah, especially when you're branching off into other territories like movies and stuff. Yeah. Comics are one thing, uh, but movies are are, are a more um, uh, a more accessible thing for a lot of people. It's what people invest more time in. So it would be confusing to have a DC Captain Marvel and a and a Marvel Captain Marvel. Well, even even when I was a kid reading comic books, it was dumb. Like, I'd hear Captain Marvel as a man, and I'm like, that's not the Captain Marvel I remember seeing in the X-Men cartoon. <laughs> um, what is this? Oh, it's DC? This is dumb. Throw it away. I don't want it. Um, all right, so Marvel was the first version of Captain Marvel, and it's M-A-R hyphen V-E-L-L, of the Kree Imperial Militia sent to Earth... Um, as Earth's development technology travel in space, and yeah, he allies himself with Earth, becomes a, uh, a traitor to the Kree Empire, and from then on, protects Earth from all threats. <clears throat> um, the second Captain Marvel was created by Roger Stern and artist John Romita Jr., and appeared in 1982 in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number 16, and that is Monica Rambeau. That is Rambo, a name we have said well at least once so far. So we'll get into that, get into her a little later. Uh, these are versions of Captain Marvel, I should be saying here. Um, so the other versions are Marvel, Monica Rambo, Genus Vel, Flyla Vel, Knorr, 
Norvar, and then Carol Danvers. <laughs> wow. The easiest one to say without swallowing my tongue. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, July 2012, Danvers was Miss Marvel, assumed the mantle of Captain Marvel in an ongoing series. Um, wow, okay. So 2012, that doesn't sound right. But uh, sure, okay. But yeah, Miss Marvel was... Uh, scantily clad hero for a very long time uh, who helped create Rogue with her abilities to fly and I think invulnerability as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then she assumed the mantle of Captain Marvel. And now Miss Marvel is a little girl. I think she's a teenager, 20 year old, something like that. I don't know. Something like that. And her powers are different than <clears throat> she's stretchy. Captain Marvel. Yeah. She's weird, stretchy. Stuff. She's yeah. Man, it's Miss Marvel. She's not married. Get it right, guys. She uh, was um <clears throat> she's uh she's an alien, isn't she? Uh Kamala Khan? Yeah. Um let's see. Maybe not. Let's see. Think it is something else. I think she's inhuman. That I think you're right. Yeah, I think she is inhuman. Yeah, maybe not an alien, but she but she's not like she's not like uh an enhanced individual right um i think yeah i think i think she's yeah she's inhuman or mutant one or the other the first, i'm pretty sure inhuman the first muslim character to headline her own comic book dope word yes species inhuman there you go good call she can yeah shape shift and healing factor um all right <clears throat> back to the the heart of the matter which is carol danvers uh think and I, I, this is demeaning it a little bit. Think origin story is a little bit Green Lantern. She's a United States Air Force pilot, uh, like a crack ace pilot, uh, just a no-nonsense lady who's super brave and super strong, uh, without powers, strong, just, you know, strong. Um, but it looks like in the movie, she's going to have to regain some of those memories, because I'm going to guess, and it hasn't been really confirmed, she loses her memories when she becomes part Kree. Is my guess when they start testing on her and giving her abilities and whatnot. I think that's yeah. I think that's accurate. Yeah, they, I think that's trailers. what they're telling us based on the trailers. Yeah, yeah. Because something happens <clears throat> that like crash or something. Yeah, I believe in the comic books. At least I remember from a cartoon. I think she's like there's some kind of they're trying to save Marvel and she's there and something happens and she gets imbued with some of his Cree blood or. They use his Kree blood to save her, so something like that, and then so she ends up getting some Kree characteristics. Um, there was um, she it was, there was an explosion. Yeah. There was some device that that exploded, and she was um, near it. Right, right, yeah, and like her genetic structure was kind of like combined with Marvel's a little bit. Um, yeah, which I think <clears throat> that kind of again in the trailer they kind of show us there's an explosion and she's near it and she's affected by it and then they and then I think they do the shot of the Cree blood going through the uh, the line I'm assuming into her so it could be a combination of um, you know being exposed to something and then also the 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 Cree blood yeah. used to to save her or it could just be the Cree blood who knows but either way the the fact that they're including you know both both is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. You explained it very well. Um, 
her abilities as Captain Marvel. Uh, superhuman strength, speed, endurance, and stamina, energy, projection, and absorption, which you've seen in the comics, especially in that train fight, which looks fantastic. Um, and flight, which is cool. Um, I always thought a character that can fly is cool, especially one that doesn't wear a cape. Uh, although I am a fan of the cape. <clears throat> Regardless of what Incredibles teaches us. <laughs> she wears that dope scarf. True. Uh, and Miss Marvel wore the weird sash around her, but like a belt. <laughs> over yes, her, she over, did. Over her swimsuit costume. Yeah. Case Very it. Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, all right. So that's the origins there of the comic book Carol Danvers. I think we did a good job there of giving you a mishmash of the different versions and whatnot. So let's talk about the movie. Um, so again, we're, we're set well before the snapping or the snapture or whatever clever name you're calling it these days, thanks to the nerdists. Um, but so yeah, they kind of skirt around the everyone's dead or half of everyone's dead thing by having this take place. My question to you boys, gentlemen, um, will, will there, the, the credit scene, I think they said there's two of them. The credit scene, does it tie into the Infinity War credit scene with Nick Fury and the pager? Oh, I definitely think one of them will. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I think that only makes sense. Unless they want, unless they're going to not show, not have us show, not show us anything that ties into Infinity War and just keep us egging on for a month. Did that hurt? It really sounded it did. like it sounded it did. like that. Having <laughs> so trouble there. The the nice thing about doing it in an end credit scene is you don't have to explain how she knows that there's a threat yeah. in the next movie or why she's returning to Earth. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's a time jump, so in that time you could assume that that she figures it out. Um but it, yeah, if you if you do that in an end credit scene, you don't have to open up the next movie with I saw the, you know, I saw the pager go off, and that's why I started traveling home to Earth. She's just already in route or whatever. I think it would be cool. This is just my weird creative mind. It's like a scene in space where she's fighting aliens or something, you know, and she's just fighting, and all of a sudden, she she feels something, and she pulls out of her suit is the pager, and it gets knocked out of her hand, and we see it on the ground, and it shows like the shield logo or something, and that's it. Okay, so I have a question for everyone. Oh, I guess, Are that, they going... I guess that's not cool. Fine, all right. <laughs> no, I, I, it's it's cool. It's a cool idea. It mirrors Infinity Door. That's I what like I was it. going for, yeah. Book ending. <laughs> um, are they going to age her, or does the Kree blood inside of her <clears throat> keep her from aging? Oh, uh, that... she's, yeah. She's I'm going to guess, yeah, I'm going to guess she's still the same okay. appearance-wise, yeah. Because then you have to do that for all subsequent films. Just... Just make it so that she's youthful. I think that's how it is in the comics too. I think she's youthful mm-hmm. um, because of the because of the you know her her genetic genetics being tampered or messed with or whatever. Okay, yeah. I agree. I like it. Sounds good. Ask, thank you. Asked and answered. <laughs> um, all right, so the movie itself is going to be just over two hours uh, as we prepare for our three-hour uh, movie extravaganza. Two months later. Um, in uh, a month later, is it a month? Is it April? Yeah, end of yeah, April. It's April. It's end, April. end of April. Yeah, yeah. All right, a month and a half ish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just uh, getting your your gluteus maximuses prepared for a three hour stay in the theater. With bring a, a pillow. Uh, don't bring <laughs> blankets anymore. It's not cold in the theater. It's like 
scorching hot in the theaters. I don't know what. And then by the end of the movie, they finally turn on the air conditioning. Yeah. Anyway. Idiots. Uh, all right, so let's. We talked about Captain Marvel. We talked about Fury. We talked about Coulson. Let's talk a little bit about Maria Rambeau. Do any of you know anything about her or where they're going with her? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think Johnny? no, but the her scenes take place before Carol goes missing. Mm-hmm. You know, before she disappears from Earth. So she's obviously still around in the '90s. So unless something happens in between. Carol returning or during the events of the movie, this may be the only time we see her. Right. Uh, um, unless she's aged up in another film. True. Um, the the more, impo- I don't want to say more important, but the comic book related character that's involved here with Marie Rambo is the one I mentioned before. Uh, her daughter, Monica Rambo, is in the movie. We, you can kind of see scenes of where Kara might, or Carol. Might be talking to a, a smaller person, which could be Monica. Um, because Monica would, in the future, go on to be, in the comic books, a version of Captain Marvel. But also a, a character called Photon. Which is the call sign of Maria Rambo in the Air Force. Which they've shown on the plane. So, some cool nods to that character. I honestly don't know if we'll ever see Monica Rambo as Photon in the MCU. But, they're really amping up this idea that we have a ton of characters nobody has ever heard of to use for Phase 4 and all this other crap. So... Um, they could, you know, branch out into all these, you know, personally, personally, I don't care about Eternals or I really don't want to see that movie, but I'm, I'm branching out <laughs> anyway, just not excited for that anyway. Uh, so that's, that's Maria Rambo. She is the oldest friend of Carol Danvers in the movie, a fellow air force pilot. And they kind of have a, 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 you know, you know, like Kyle, your favorite movie, Top Gun. Um, oh, they yeah. have that kind of relationship, you know, your favorite movie, Top Gun. Yeah. I, I love the volleyball scene. Your favorite movie, Top Gun. Yep. Uh, that, that is a fight of the Concords joke. And everybody, you're welcome. Um, so yeah, uh, well, it's possible we could see Monica in later films because it, what, she'll be in her thirties by the time we see her in present day. Right. So, yeah. Uh, oh yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking of the other one. I'm sorry. What are the, oh, Maria. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, I think there's a chance we could see Monica Rambo in infinity war because if they do a time jump where Scott Lang meets his older, his, his daughter, an oh, older version of his daughter. Sure, we sure. could see a future version of Avengers and get little hints at Monica Rambeau as a future version of of uh, Photon. In Endgame, you mean? Yeah. Or an Endgame, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Which I think would be cool. That that's that's a really neat thing that they can play with. Is that you know they could have five or six characters that right. have never appeared in any of the movies and only really been hinted at show up in a brief ten minute scene in Endgame. What's interesting and then about that too is we they can, can prepare for the future. Or they can never see him again because what they do is change the future. So you might not get those characters, you know, or different variations of that character, I should say. Not necessarily erase them, but you might get a different variation with one that grows up where everybody lived or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. You know know what I'm saying. But Um, I think that'd be interesting. You know, if other characters are involved in time travel, if if Scott time travels, you know, through the quantum realm to the future or, or maybe not even through the quantum realm. You know, when he's stuck in there, maybe with the team or something, then you could have Captain Marvel interacting with Monica Rambo as Photon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think would be interesting, especially Very. if they tease it well in this in this movie. Yeah, and the last time she saw her and her mother was when you know in the '90s when they were younger, and you know she mm-hmm. can, they can have that moment of you know how's your mother, how'd she die, or you know whatever you know. Nice little reunion. Very emotional <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, powerful moment. Sure, I like it. Good idea. Thank you. <clears throat> I Marvel. Hire me. All right. Your stuff. 
I won't write. I'll come up with ideas. You can write them down. He's a big picture kind of guy. I'm very big picture. <laughs> this whole thing is his idea, by the way. MCU. I saw the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> How'd they get all my tweets? <laughs> Those are supposed to be DMs. Damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Um, Jude Law as Jan Rog. I guess we can speculate. Everyone thinks he might be Marvel. Uh, he is a mentor to the mentee of Carol uh, in the um, the Star Force, which is a, a military branch of the Kree that are uh, an elite military force, I should say, that are used to fight, I guess, scrolls across the universe or big bads, um, you know, that might threaten the Kree Empire. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so he's training her. Also, part of the, the the Star Force, it looks like to me, is Minerva, played by Gemma Chan, and also Korath, who we saw as a, a lackey sort of person to Ronan in the Guardians movie, mm-hmm. played by Jaiman Hansu, which is cool. I'm glad to see him back. I know he mentioned in the first Guardians he wanted to play that character because he wanted representation for his kids to see a you know an african-american or black uh hero on the screen and i'm like watching guardians i'm like he's playing a bad guy what is he talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's not even in the movie that long like what is going on i wonder yeah. did he know he was coming back because i uh, you, you know you kind of wonder you do <clears throat> i wonder if this is also going to set up the dissension between ronin and and the rest of the Cree. oh yeah and maybe end the movie with ronin and and uh korath going off on their own yeah, you wonder if you're gonna get little nods to that, you know? Um, will they will they hint at you know Ronan kind of going off on his own, or how how big is his role in this movie, Ronan? Like, why why do we even need to see him? I guess he's a high ranking Kree official at this point, so maybe we see him as part of like a council that is advising them. Well, we need to do this with this Earth woman, or you know, whatever. Who knows? Kind kind of the nice thing about doing this though <laughs> is that for character for you know for certain characters like. For a lot of people, Ronan fell flat as a villain. You can you get to see a little bit of his origin, and maybe if you then go back and mm. watch Guardians One, you you have a different feeling towards him. Yeah, because you know more about him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you get to kind of maybe maybe even a do over for things you thought maybe you did wrong with the character. You can kind of mm-hmm. fix it. Uh, little... Oh, we gonna get the Mandarin. I hope to God that we do. Because <laughs> even in that one shot... We're never getting the Mandarin. The one shot made me so happy, and then it's been years since that one shot. I was like, oh. Yeah, I love that one shot. That is a good one shot. Uh, for many, All hail the king. For many reasons. Plus, it had Sam Rockwell in it, too. So, uh, <laughs> it's just, Tiny, tiny scene. Yeah, that guy won't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, that's great. They need to bring Sam Rockwell back to the MCU. All right, mm-hmm. uh, we we can't. I I would get a lot of hate on Twitter and other social medias from just friends who love animals, if we did not talk about the cat in the movie. Um, the renamed cat in the comic book. The cat's name is Chewie, named after Star Wars character named Chewbacca. I don't know if you guys have heard of this character. Um, it's a peripheral nope. character of the Star Wars universe. Chewie. Nope. Can't Chewie. say that I have. Chewie is his nickname, uh, but in the film, renamed Goose after. Uh, a character from Kyle's favorite movie, Top Gun, uh, called Nick Goose Bradshaw. So the character, the cat is <laughs> uh, is named Goose. Whoa. I just lost my mind and started stuttering for some <laughs> weird reason. To uh, be clear, Goose is not his middle name. It's his call sign, Dave. Um, Actually. <laughs> Mark one for Johnny. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch Top Gun. 
Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, I don't. I saw it the one time. Okay. Uh, Top Gun's great. <laughs> so much so they're making a second one. Um, <laughs> Finally. This many years later. 86? Uh, yeah, so, so, so many years later. All right. So, yes, Chewie, a.k.a. Goose, is in the comic book an alien. I don't know if we're going to get that version here. Maybe we'll get it as like a little Easter egg uh, credit scene type thing. Where it like makes itself known that it's an alien just to nobody but us. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so the cat is important for that role, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm not... I really don't care about the cat, and that's probably going to get me all that hate. But ooh, so to me, because you? I definitely do not like cats. So, and I don't think this cat is going to be that important. Wow, Unless I really sh- like cats, and I think it's going to be the most important. <laughs> Unless it shape shifts into a like alien brawler, I it's not that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Send all the hate to Kyle at atomicgeekdom.com. That email address was, was it not Kyle a... <laughs> Kyle dot I am sexist at racist.com. Um yep, um actually exactly um actually it's Kyle at <laughs> Oh sorry, damn it. We were really, really bad at this. Why did we even start the counter? <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a cat in it. It's got its own poster and everything. Cool. Cats have rights too. Um I don't know. Cats have representation. If it was a dog, would you feel differently? No. Yes. No. I'm allergic. See, that's to weird both. to me. <laughs> I love dogs. I, I... Uh, well, see, I love cats, but I don't love cats in movies because I love cats. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, right. So, that, so that's why I don't get it. If I'm you, allergic if... to cats. I don't mind dogs or cats, but I don't like dog or cat in movies. Like, movies about dogs or cats. Like, uh, I'm going to pass on oh, yeah. Ben, like Benji. What? So you didn't like Air Bud? That's different. Well, no, we all loved Air Bud. That's different. Kyle. Yeah, I mean that's, that's different. Beloved. <laughs> I don't like dogs at all, um, but I think I feel indifferent towards uh, you know the cat being in there. But I've heard people. Uh, I shouldn't say I've heard people. There are some reports that have said that he's one of the characters that steals the show. So I think that means he probably has a couple good scenes in the movie. So that'll be nice to look forward to. Yeah, cat stealing a show. How does that make somebody like Ben Mendelsohn feel? Probably because it's an alien, Dave. <laughs> right. How do, how does Ben Mendelsohn deal with that? I was upstaged by a cat. Oh, well, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of Mendelsohn, uh Talos, the shape-shifting leader of the Scroll invasion on Earth. Um I'm not going to reveal that. That looks like it could be a plot point that doesn't need to be talked about. Uh I don't really know what I can say. Um, his name is Talos, and he's a shapeshifter from from the planet Scroll. The end. Uh, it's Ben Mendelsohn, so you know what you're getting. He's bad guy extraordinaire. Uh, that's all he does is play bad guys. Uh, you and might... he's really good at it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Not diminishing that whatsoever. Uh, you might remember him from more recently, Ready Player One. He was a bad guy, and Rogue One. Um, oh, he's in Darkest Hour. I didn't see that one yet, but... <clears throat> Excuse me again. Uh, he's in The Dark Knight Rises. I remember that. Yeah, he was like a... Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Do you feel in charge? <laughs> right. That's my favorite scene of that movie. Uh, he's in that scene. <laughs> I'm in charge here. And then Bane just very softly <laughs> rests his hands on Ben Mendelsohn... Rests his hand on Ben Mendelsohn's shoulder. Do you charge? <laughs> oh. oh, that's right. He was also well, the... That sh- movie sucks, but that was great. Yes, yes. Uh, he was the sheriff of Nottingham in the most recent Robin Hood. That was not great. That's right. He was. 
forgot all about that with Jamie Foxx and what's his name? Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. Egerton. Yeah. He's a, who is a good actor, by the way. I, yeah, I he's like a good actor. I like him. Um, all right, so there's your your main antagonist. Is basically the the scroll is your bad guys for this movie, and he is the leader. So, um, boy. All right, I guess let's talk a little bit of speculation here. As far as where does Captain Marvel you think fit into Endgame, and how do you think they're going to introduce her? So it's a two part question. Uh, we'll start with you. Um, actually, it's Kyle. Oh. Um, boy, I was ready for this and then I lost it all. You know, you really have um, to, you have to change your Twitter name to, um, actually it's Kyle, by the way, that's uh, um, a, a new part of your time. I contract. I think I might have to, I think, I think we've just created a character. <laughs> we've just created a character and a t-shirt. <laughs> um, actually soon C2E2. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, th- I think with, with the end credit scene, um, then leading into Endgame, um, man, I, it's just it's just really that she's just going to arrive on Earth and be like, why was I contacted? Or she, she'll already know because she'll be in space and then fighting the scrolls and then half the scrolls get decimated and then help the rest of the Avengers out. I don't know. Well, at least you're having fun with it. Jeez. The Marvel Mighty team isn't going to hit you up, Kyle. Wow, wow. It wasn't like I was Kevin Feige telling you you need to write this. This was just have some fun with this. I wasn't prepared. I didn't have my notes. I'm sorry, guys. Wow. Wow. All right, Johnny. I know I can trust you on this question. Please give us your input. Oh, I'd love to. Real quick, though, I want to mention, you were talking about Ben Mendelsohn, some of the movies he's done. Uh, one great one, if you haven't seen it yet, is Mississippi Grind. Him and Ryan Reynolds. It's really good. He's really good in it. They're both really good, obviously. Um, but definitely check out Mississippi Grind, because that's probably one that's not on a lot of people's radar. Sure. Especially people who would listen to this podcast. They're probably more the Dark Knight and Rogue One people. The idiots of the world. Right. Oh, right. The fools. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> So um, I think uh, I, I think we're already going to have her knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. because, again, we're looking at a time jump of how long? Four years, I think they said. 20. So I think she's already going to be aware of what's going on. I think she's going to be in route to Earth because uh, um, uh, that's where Fury, you know, Fury was the one who contacted her. Mm-hmm. So I would assume that if, you know, it, I would assume that she would assume that if Fury's contacting her and then this big event happens, she should probably get to Earth to talk to Fury about it. Or we have a situation where she's been in, you know, Cree custody or not, not Cree, scroll custody or something. Maybe she's locked up and not and not uh, available. Maybe that scene in the trailer where she's in her Captain Marvel outfit and she's hanging upside down, maybe that's her, Maybe that's not from the movie. Maybe that's from an end credit scene where she's been held captive for so long. And then this big event happens and she breaks out and comes to Earth or, or something. Um, but I did. She's, Feige's talked about it. She's going to be the powerhouse. She's going to show up and just wreck shit, which is fantastic. And I'm really looking forward because she's OP. Compared to all the other characters, maybe not Hulk, but they but they've really limited Hulk in yeah. a lot of ways in these movies. He's not as powerful as he is in the comics, and that makes sense um, for this world. But I think she's just going to show up, and people are going to be in awe, you know, when she's taken out bad guys left and right, or the first time she you know she gets a hand on Thanos, 
and he like goes down quickly. Uh, you know, or or she punches him once and boom, he's bleeding because they made that big deal about it in in uh, Infinity War when Iron Man hit him and he's got the little bit of blood and he goes all that tr for a drop of blood. You know, she could do that in one hit. That's how strong she is. So I think she's I, I think she's going to be the powerhouse of the movie. I don't think she's going to be any sort of like huge emotional rock. Um, sure. In, in this film, I think a lot of that's going to be Tony. um uh, Tony, Steve, and Ant-Man. I think those three are going to be the big emotional points of this movie. I, I'd throw Thor in there, too. Um, I feel like Thor is going to have kind of an emotional arc because he's going to blame himself. Yeah. Well, and, and you know what's funny? We've talked about this before, about, um, you know, Thor Thor is partially... Thor is just as responsible as someone like Star-Lord. Right. And Star-Lord got all that hate when that movie came out. You know, everyone messed up. Right. In a, in a lot of different ways. Like Gamora told Thanos where to find the soul stone. Mm -hmm. So she is responsible too. Mm -hmm. So the, the movie was about them messing up. So I could totally see that Thor getting a redemption arc. You know, he uh, redeems himself in his own eyes. Maybe other people don't hold him responsible. I could totally see Steve be like, dude, that's not on you. Chill. Yeah. Um, but he's going to beat himself up about it. So you're probably right. There's probably a little. I, I don't think there's going to be as much, but there will be. Sure. Definitely be some. Yeah, he'll have a, at least Ooh. a moment. Yeah. Ooh, I, um, just so of a... I really think she's just going to show up, wreck shop, and uh, and and then that's it. And then they set her up as a future leader in the Avengers. I just thought of an end credit scene for Captain Marvel. Well, it's not your Ooh. turn. It's not your turn anymore. Um, <laughs> I'd like to hear it. <laughs> Real quick though. Uh, I th I think in 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 at some point in the Endgame, there's going to be a passing of the torch between Steve and Carol, uh, and then Carol will be the new leader of the Avengers going forward, type of thing. But that's mm -hmm. that's my, my. You'd really have to develop the bond between them though in one movie, right? right. Yeah. And I think also in Endgame we're going to get a scene of, and it's going to be a heartbreaking one of Steve and Tony reconciling, still from Civil War, which they have not done. Um, they haven't, yep. they haven't been in the scene together since then, so. Uh, I think you'll get that moment, and then one or both die. Sorry, kids. you know, if anyone, I could see Iron Man passing the torch off to Doctor Strange. Uh, he, maybe. he's more familiar with them, and he understands. You know, he'll he'll understand that uh, Doctor Strange. That whole we're in the end game now was the only thing we could do. He'll he'll understand that Doctor Strange had a plan the whole time. Right, right, and and those and they're the only they're the only ones that really know each other well right. enough. Exactly, and they have kind of similar mentalities, and yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right, Kyle. Or hell, Rhodey could do it. I'd be fine with Rhodey leading the Avengers. Sure, or or uh, or Clint. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, the stage is yours. What is your uh, your post credits scene idea? So this is a a little bit of I I'm gonna say spoilery. Then don't say it. Well, the, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> it kind of goes off of what Johnny said about her about Captain Marvel hanging upside down in a in a skull prison skull oh, prison. So this is actually Kyle uh, Johnny's idea. Okay, go ahead. Going off of that. Um, the inspired scroll, by it, said. <laughs> right. yeah, shape shifts into Captain Marvel, takes the pager, heads to Earth as Captain Marvel, and that's the end credit scene of Endgame. Of no, of Captain Marvel. Ah, that's too much. You can't. So here's the so here's the thing with that. I yeah. like the twist, mm -hmm. but then you also have to adjust that and fix it in Endgame. 
So they that's could. another story they, that they that have to be. tell. Maybe yeah. maybe Carol breaks free and chases this thing back to Earth. Maybe. Or um, that's an or that's a end credit scene for Endgame. There you go. That makes more sense to set up that villain for the future because we've already got an inline villain essentially for Endgame. We'd we'd be adding too much to have a, a fake scroll. Well, no, I I I think that if if it were to happen, which it probably won't that that scroll is Captain Marvel throughout the whole film. And then the end credit for Endgame, or an end credit for Endgame is them setting up for their next uh, big movie, which a bunch of Marvel Comics fans know this one that has to do with scrolls, and that's all I'm going to go with for that one because it is spoilery content. It's also not guaranteed that that's where they're going. It's not, but um, it's it's speculation. Yeah, I don't believe I don't buy into that speculation personally. I, I would love to see that on film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind of a lot, especially to have a whole movie where she saves the day and it's not actually her. I think that's probably not what they're going for with introducing that character. You know what I mean? No, but it'd be it'd be cool to see. I th- I think it'd be cool. I, it would have to be fixed, like Johnny said, in the beginning of the movie. Like maybe a couple scenes in, the real one comes down and. But then again, then it's like a, like a shock jock type move, mm-hmm. and might mm-hmm. not might not actually do anything to to progress the story. So who knows? Oh, that's who they're waiting out for in the field. They see two Captain Marvels, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, or or just the one flying down. <laughs> Makes some sense. All right, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, any last thoughts about Captain Marvel? We've 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 announced when we're gonna go see it. Um, we all have our plans to see it before next week, so that's cool. Uh, we won't be talking about it in the next episode because there's already an episode in line for that one, but I'm sure we'll get together after that to talk about it and shoot the breeze in a geek out type session to talk all about Captain Marvel. Um, or just pay attention to TomKeem.com and I'm sure one of us, uh, uh, people that work on that website will have written some kind of review for it. I hope. I have a couple of closing thoughts. Please. Um, so I think... I think too many people think they know what's going to happen in this movie because of the trailers. And I think that's also what's happening with Spider-Man Far From Home. You know, everyone everyone talks about how Mysterio is probably the one mastermind behind the whole thing. Um, and that he's probably a villain through and through and yada yada. I feel like Marvel knows what they're putting out. And even though some of the stuff appears spoilery, um, or it's pretty easy to jump to conclusions as to this is going to happen or that's going to happen... I think they're smart enough to know that uh, that that we'll make those assumptions and then to prepare for uh, flipping that on us a little bit. You know, like a lot of people are talking about Jude Law betraying uh, uh, Carol in sure. the movie, whether he's Jan Rog or, or Marvel. So there's a lot of talk about him betraying Carol just because people are speculating based on the trailers, based on kind of how menacing he looks in some scenes and yada yada. Marvel puts that out for a reason, I feel like. So uh, I, I think that I, I think that going into the movie, if you think you know what's going to happen, then you'll be pleasantly surprised one way or the other. So maybe he does betray her, but maybe it's a real emotional moment and it hits you hard. Mm-hmm. You know, something something like that. So, Or we'll find um, out, you know, once you see the movie, how many scenes in that trailer weren't actually in the movie. They do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of... Um, th- there's just so many things they could do 
and I kind of want to talk about Far From Home, but we'll, I'll do that another time because that 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 whole that whole talk about Mysterio being behind everything, I've got some thoughts on it. But I do think that Marvel knows what they're doing. I think they have a bad habit in the history, you know, in the past of putting way too much in the trailer and then people going in knowing exactly what's going to happen. That's what happened with Homecoming. It didn't change the fact that Homecoming was a good movie, but people went in and saw exactly what they expected to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that Marvel's learned from stuff like that. All right. All right. Kyle, any closing statements, thoughts? No, I'm ready to be uh, surprised, excited, and just all around having a good time in the movie. We're all ready to be in our fancy seats, enjoying our snacks and our beverages. Indeed. For the 21st Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Woo! All right. Uh, if you have any theories or things of that nature, do not send us spoilers if you've seen it already or anything like that. But hit us up at Atomic Geekdom on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that good stuff. But if you want to talk to these guys one-on-one, Kyle, you are at? I am at KyleCrowsey89 on the Twitters. And this is on Legends Talk TV on Twitters as well. Because of my other podcast that I do. Thank you. Okay. Legends TV Talk. All right. <laughs> All right, nice. Johnny. <laughs> yes. Uh, social medias. You have them. What are they? Oh, uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Johnny Wellens. Uh, that's come tweet with me. Let's tweet together. Let's tweet each other. Let's tweet away. Come tweet with me. No. Okay. Come um, tweet away. Come tweet away. Okay. No. Do you do you hit accept... me up on Twitter and play Super Smash Brothers with? That's me. what I was gonna say. Do you accept challenges on Smash? I do. I always do. I have forever. I've no, no one's ever challenged me, but um, I don't think that's a testament to my skill. I think that's a testament to to my uh, the the reach, my, uh, non recognition. There you go. We'll change that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I am I am actually entering a Smash tournament in my area. I found out there's a game shop that runs a Smash tournament. They do it every second Sunday of the month, so it's only once a month. But I signed up to go to the one next Sunday. So I'll be entering a Smash tournament next Sunday. I think there's only eight people entering, including me. So it might not be that many people. But it'll be my first one. I've only ever played with friends in like online quick play or Elite Smash or Battle Arena. So I'm a little nervous. But I'm, I'm excited. Did you enter put my tur- skills to the test. Did you not enter a tournament at one of the C2E2s or Wizard Worlds? No, oh, that was just a dick around thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was for Smash 4, and that was just to... I saw that they had one and thought, oh, I'll try that out. Gotcha. Um, and on that one, man, I think I, I think I totally blew it, because I was dicking around and didn't pick characters I was I was super skilled with at first. I remember I picked Charizard at first, who I was okay with in Smash 4, but, uh, but I, I just didn't take it seriously at first. And then I lost that first match terribly, so I switched to Sonic... And was super nervous because I just lost that first one and didn't and really didn't want to lose the second one. So, of course, I lost the second one and was out in the first game. Right. Oh, you know what? No, I won the second game, lost the third. There it is. All right. Now we've cleared but, it up. Yeah. <laughs> now, now we've cleared, um, actually, I won the second one, but the third one, I, I definitely flopped. I think I fought a Little Mac and uh, Little Mac sucks in Smash 4, but I was not prepared for this guy's aggression. <laughs> and uh, and and my nervousness, my sweaty palms. So, and, and my erect penis for some reason. I don't Hey-o. know how that happened, but it threw me off. And with that, we will say goodbye, and we'll see you next week. Next week, we're gonna be talking all things true crime. So, uh, vastly different topic, but still awesome. So we'll we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you both for joining me. It was a pleasure. 
Thank you, Dave. Say, say goodbye to all of our listeners. Bye. Bye, listener.